All righty, ladies. Ooh, that is a, I believe we call that a hot mic when it picks up my breathing. Which, by the way, if you teach cycling classes is not fun because then everyone is like, man, Heidi really needs to work out. So that's always humbling. Well, my name is Heidi Stoman, and I'm excited to be here with you tonight. And Rachel Lee, who I don't know if you had a chance to meet her at the registration table, hot pink shirt. Uh, she knows all the answers to every single question you can think of. She is one of my very best friends. And she happens to be the volunteer event coordinator. And she was telling me about this event and all of the different seminars that she wanted to put on. And she told me about this particular seminar. And I was like, yes, that, yeah, that, that is perfect. I love to be encouraged to live my life on purpose. I really, really do. And then about a week, maybe two, maybe even three weeks later, we're driving, so probably to Starbucks if we're driving together. And she says, Heidi, I, I asked so-and-so to lead this, the session, and they can't. And, and you know when your best friend looks at you and they kind of smile? And, and I knew what it meant. I knew she was about to ask me. And as she continued to talk, I was mentally prepping my like, OK, why can't I? I'm, I'm washing my hair that morning. I'm doing something. So I was getting ready to say no. And then she finishes asking me, and I want to go, no, but I had just remembered how I had just told God. I had just told God, whatever you want me to do, I am willing. Whatever you want me to do, I am willing. So Rachel says, oh, we need a speaker. <laughs> you know, and how do you say no to your best friend? You can very easily. I'll teach you later. But I couldn't in this particular situation. So I said, Rachel, I want to say no, but I will pray about it, and I will think about it. And well, here I am, and they gave me a mic. So you know the rest of the story. So I um, will tell you that I am not the first choice to be here tonight. I am technically <laughs> the second choice speaker, but I am God's first choice. Exactly, exactly, Tina. You know what? I don't remember. Me. <laughs> Me. And I'm telling you, the Lord does that a lot in our lives. And so I'm exactly who he wanted you to hear. So with that in mind, I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to dive right in. So let's talk to the Lord. God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for this opportunity that all of these ladies have to sit in this room and think about the topic of living with intention. God, you have given us different gifts, different talents, different personalities, things that make us us, and it wasn't an accident. So I thank you for that. I ask that you would speak through me and that I wouldn't be a distraction that there would be less of me and more of you in this room tonight. That if there are things or stories or comments that you want me to forget about, that you would help me to forget about them. But if there are certain things that I should be sharing, that you'd bring those to mind. So Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these ladies. Open up our ears and our hearts. Amen. All righty. Well, I have um, a gift for you. It's not the best gift in the world, but it's not the worst. The worst gift in the world, and I can make this joke because we've already talked about how I'm single, was the time that my dad sent me for my, I think, 25th, would you mind sending those this way? 25th birthday, a book about love language for singles. That was, that might have been the worst gift, but I love my dad. So seriously, I still have it, apparently. He can, you know, see the future. If you just want to pass them that way, that would be great. So everybody is getting a three by five card. I have been volunteering lately with the two-year-olds, and I seriously contemplated uh, putting stickers on every single one of these. 
But then I thought about my cute little two-year-olds, and I thought about how they'd be like, but I want the pink star. And, and then I thought, okay, if two-year-olds are bad, what are these ladies going to be like? So no stickers for you. You all get a white 3 by 5 card. Oh, perfect. Did anyone get missed in this list? <laughs> so sad for you. Just kidding. Here we go. Did we get one? Oh, look at this personal handout. Here you go, Tina. Thank you. You're welcome. Anita, Patty. They're like, why is she saying my name on the microphone? You're welcome. Because I'm a middle child and I talk. It's what I do. <laughs> All righty. So on this three by five card, I would like you, everyone has one, yes? I didn't miss anyone. I would be that sad person who's like, just don't tell her. It's okay. And if you happen to be listening online, find me in church, I will bring you a three by five card, my little gift to you. So what I'd like you to do is I would like you to create a list of places that you go to frequently. And if you're listening online, I'll share my list with you. I have Safeway, Safeway Gas Station, the Lee's House, Courthouse Athletic Club, my doctor's office, Garlic Gyms, this is a judgment-free space, and Starbucks on South Commercial. So these are a few places that I just happen to roam to on a regular basis. It's pretty embarrassing when you go to Garlic Gyms and they're like, oh, hi, Heidi. Uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to hit the music. You guys have two minutes to make your list. Two minutes. Take your time. And don't fall asleep because this is one of my yoga playlist mixes. So if you fall asleep, we'll leave you. All right, I'm hitting pause on my music. If you're at home listening on the podcast, pause your music. All right. So now that you have your 3 by 5 card and your list of places, take a moment. I didn't do this because I was afraid some of you would work ahead. I want you to look at your lists of places, and I want you to mark down some people in those realms that you might connect with. So for example, some of these might be harder. Safeway gas station, though, I always, I'm like, where'd that one young guy go? I actually one time had an extra coffee, gave it to him, and you would have thought I handed him a million dollars. So I look for him, how's your day? Things like that. So think about, and I don't know his name. You don't have to know the names of your people. So maybe it's that one guy, and that's cool. Or maybe it's uh, someone at the Courthouse Athletic Club. Oh, that lady that works out next to me but you might know their names. So you have two more minutes. Go ahead and jot down some names. And I'm gonna give you one extra. If you put down home, maybe you put down the name of your kids or your spouse or your roommate, just a thought. Okay, two minutes. I don't really see anybody writing. Are we good for me to move on? Okay, so set your three by five card away because it's story time, but don't lose it. We're gonna come back to that later. I know, you love it, it makes you happy. You didn't know how much fun you were gonna have in here. So it's story time, September 27th. And by the way, do we have any of those September birthdays in here? Like, <laughs> you're like, do I have to one more time? I know, yay for us, kinda makes me happy. Although I never win prizes, so. Did you win one? Okay. Sandy, you are a prize in my book. Oh. I hurt you so much. I think you know that. So September 27th, 2014. 
This day started out like any other day, for me anyway, Saturday morning. I got up at exactly 727. I know because that is my alarm that says yoga, go teach. (laughs) So I woke up at 727, hit the snooze probably two or three times to convince myself I probably should get up and go. (laughs) Went and taught my class and then rushed out of there because I knew that I had a relatively big day ahead of me. My cousin was relocating from Bend, Oregon to Portland and needed someone to assist her. She, uh, her company moved. Her car was not moving quite as quickly as her company. So she was there temporarily living in a hotel, needed a little bit of help. So, hello, my name is Heidi and I like to help people. So I said, no problem. So I zipped on out of yoga, scooted up to Portland, we grabbed some <coughs> more coffee and then drove over to Bend, loading up all of our stuff. It's like, do you guys remember Tetris? Remember that, that video game? It's like Tetris because I had a Jetta. This is not a large car. <laughs> so we are cramming in the last minute thing. She'd already moved some things, but we had like the vacuum and the tall floor lamps. I'm like, I got this, <laughs> no problem. So we got it all in very, very last thing to get in there as I'm pushing it with my shoulder and closing the door. She's like, sweet, all right, so we will go find a hotel. And oh, yeah, sorry, I snore. My bad. And I know, right? And as she's saying this, and I'm closing the door going, oh, no, <laughs> because I am single. I sleep alone with my door shut and my you know, my blackout blinds drawn and the white noise maker on and happy little, and you know, everything right, just right. And so to picture sharing a hotel room with my cousin who tells me she snores, and people who just quietly snore do not warn you that they snore. They just quietly snore. It's the ones who, my neighbor across the street has a Harley Davidson, <laughs> and it's people who sound like that, that warn you like, oh, I snore, I'm sorry. So I'm like, oh, cool, as I'm closing the door. And then I slyly look at my phone. It's only six o'clock, six o'clock. What has been, two and a half hours from here? It's not that far. So I say, hey, listen, <laughs> I have an idea. Why don't we just go home? And I have a guest bedroom in Salem. We don't have to go all the way to Portland. You know, we can pause there. You will have a whole room to yourself. It's really comfortable. I got that squishy mattress. You can have the room to yourself, and I will sit in my room. I mean, I guess, with my white noisemaker on and a whole room in between myself and you. <laughs> um, so she's like, oh, sweet. I love saving money. So off we went. So down Highway 22, about an hour into the drive, she falls asleep. And that's cool. That happens. You guys have been there, correct? You're the driver, and all of a sudden it's silent. So I turn the music way down, and... I have lots of time now to think and pray. And I was thinking about and praying about a certain situation in my life that had been going on for quite a while. And you know how turning, how how thinking drifts and turns into praying. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm talking to the Lord about this. And I'm like, Lord, do you not see this situation? Do you not see me? Do you not even care? And maybe some of you have been there. Maybe some of you are asking that question tonight, or you're thinking about that, or it's been a thought in your mind. And as I'm thinking and praying about this, I kid you not, you cannot make this stuff up. I'm driving, and you're, you know, when someone's asleep, you drive very carefully. 
take those corners very slowly. And I watch the car directly in front of me just pew, just shoot off the road. And I'm like, well, that was unique and special. <laughs> and really, I'm thinking they're just not safe, you know. So as I'm judging their driving habits, I very quickly get an education as to why this happened when I saw a pair of headlights coming directly at me on this two-lane highway. And that's typically never a good thing, whether it's a two-lane highway or on Commercial Street. And so here comes this mystery car. Oh, hello, mystery car. And I probably should mention right next to the mystery car is a very large semi-truck. And yes, thank you, Tina, whoa. <laughs> so it was one of those moments where I thought, well, I guess this is it. Hello, Jesus. I'll see you in a second. <laughs> and, you know, spoiler alert, I didn't die, in case <laughs> you were wondering, because I am here. <laughs> thank you, that's right. I am here. And like most accidents, that one happened very quickly. The next thing I know, I am over on the right-hand side. I'm not in the ditch. I'm looking around. The car that decided to pass the semi uh, was nowhere. I mean, nowhere to be seen. The semi, I could see him, and I'm just like, what, what happened? Somehow my cousin wakes up. I mean, she was awake at, by this point and is, uh, should we keep the car maybe moving to get off the road? And so... Have you ever, anyone been in an accident in here? Okay, so you know when the car is not working <laughs> and you're <laughs> So we scoot the car off to the side of the road and I try to get out, which is always adorable when your door is smashed into you, it probably won't open. So I climb out her side and am spitting glass out of my mouth and shaking it out of my hair and just looking around, kind of dazed going, okay, all right. God had a reason for this. There is a reason for this accident. You can't have a conversation with God that was so pointed like mine and have an accident that was, what now? And I had three different people along the road who stopped. One was the car in front of us that went off to the side that came back, called 911 <laughs> and said, how are you walking around? How is, how is everyone okay? I don't understand. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> I have a very powerful God who is not done with me yet. And then two other people, you know, one was the, the sheriff who pulled up, off-duty sheriff, and was looked at the car, looked at the situation, looked at the semi, and said, how are you alive? And then, I'm not sure who the other one was, but somewhat, at every time, I'm just, I know why I'm alive. It's kind of cool. So when you have something very specific like that in your life, I knew that God had a reason for this accident. I knew, and it was one of those little light bulb moments where I am going, okay, there's a reason for this. Okay, maybe it's for my cousin. Maybe, all right, we'll work on this. Maybe it's for the paramedics. I mean, I sat in the back of the ambulance for three hours just having fun, asking a million questions. I am not the person, if you have happened to be an ambulance driver, you don't want me back there. What does this do? What does this do? Can I turn this on? Can I turn this on? My poor cousin was so embarrassed. Um, the girl and her fiance that turned around, by the way, they were about a month away from their wedding. They invited me, how cute is that? I know, and I thought, well, maybe this is for them. It was very clear that she did not know the Lord. We became Facebook friends, we're still Facebook friends. And I comment every now and then, and I just, all along the way, you know, after a day or so, I'm starting to go, I'm hurting a little bit. Apparently, if you get in an accident, it can hurt. You know what I'm talking about. 
So I did not have a doctor at the time. So I'm like, well, I probably should find one. I asked a friend for a recommendation. I called, it was you, Sandy. <laughs> I called uh, her doctor and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're not taking any new clients. No problem. Wandered into another place. And they're like, oh, sure, we'll take you. And then from that doctor, who happened to be a believer, he found out what I did for a living and said, oh, you're traveling to this area? My sister lives there. She doesn't know the Lord yet. You should go look her up. So I did. So maybe this accident was for her. So I just kept going and going and going like, Lord, what do you have? Clearly you have something for this moment. But one of the things that the Lord did through all of that was answer that question that I had asked right before, you know, the impact of, don't you see what's going on? Don't you see me? Don't you even care? And it was such an obvious, okay, Lord, you see me. You see me. Okay, so you've listened a long time. You're so patient. Thank you. I love stories. Pull back out your three by five card. Tina, you know what this means. I'm going to turn my music back on. Delightful. Okay, so the first activity I had you do was the things that you do, the places you might go. The second was people you might rub shoulders with. Now I want you to flip it over. So sorry if you're like me and you love lines because the backside is blank. Good luck to you. You'll just have to write in circles or something. But here's what I would like you to do. I want you to look a little more at your own personality, who God has made you. For example, all my lovely visuals, because I'm a visual person. I've got my yoga mat here, if you're listening on the podcast. I've got my Starbucks cup, and I've got uh, Rachel's little baby Everett. So, on the back side, ah, I lined it on the board, so sorry, because, well, we already talked about handwriting. So I want you to pick one or two, as many as you can fit in the next three minutes, a few things, and I want you to talk about why you do that. And if you don't understand, let me give you an example really quick. The very first one, I know if you're way in the back, it, it's a little small. The first one I'll talk about because we talked about the accident. I helped my cousin. So why was I in that position in the first place? I put I'm related to her. That <laughs> happens a lot. Um, but I'm nice. I'm friendly. I was available. I was willing. I'm, I think I'm fun to hang out with. So she picked me instead of my brother. Yeah. That's, that's a plus. I have a car. I mean, that's truly what she needed. But you could go on and on and on. So that was that one. But what about something that's not so specific? So I put down, I babysit. So I babysit for my friend Rachel's kiddos once a week. So I wrote down, well, how has God created me that I would be in this position? I love kids. I can be really silly. If you don't believe me, come and watch when I watch the two-year-olds down in Animal Lane. I'm reliable. I'm a friend in general. I'm very safe. No one has to worry when I'm working with their kids. I'm responsible, helpful. <laughs> I put single because think about it. If I was married with kids, I probably would not volunteer to watch her kids once a week. I just, life is full. So, and then I'm willing. So there are a few examples. Take your time. You have three, take all three minutes I'm giving you. And this is a great exercise if you're at home listening. Think about who you are, who God has specifically made you, and why you're doing a few of the activities you listed.
All right, ladies, you can keep writing. I'm a middle child and I doodle, so I will not judge you if you're still writing or drawing a picture of a cat while I talk. That's fine too. All righty, so go ahead and take that three by five card, take a quick peek at it, and just look for yourself. This is a nice solo act. Look at the different things about yourself you just wrote down. Kind of neat, right? I wonder if your best friend, maybe a sister, a brother, a spouse, was sitting down and describing you if they might come up with a bigger list. Um, maybe even sometimes a nicer list. So I encourage you, I kind of got you started, but that might be a fun project for you to think about even when you go home. I know, you're like, this is not school. You're not allowed to give out homework. Sorry. <laughs> so we're gonna keep going. Tuck that aside, we're not done with it, not yet. But next to you in the aisle, I have handouts. I purposefully held off because I am one of those type A perfectionists that instead of listening to me, I would have been trying to guess all of the answers. Yeah, I see some nods, I see your nods. So if you get distracted by this paper, carry on, I still love you. But if you are like me and you like to take notes, you no longer have to frantically write down all of the references I'm about to say to you. I almost changed the uh, title, the seminar title to, I could not limit the verses I chose and so sorry, slash not sorry, because there are tons of verses coming your way. So you have the references for all of the ones in the next portion. I'll let you know when I quit giving them to you because basically I got tired of typing. So with that in mind, I want us to take a look at why you and I are in some of the circumstances that we're in. Why God places us where he places us. And as you can see, because you're, you know, you might be like me and kind of want a sneak peek, there are three main reasons I put down on there. I put for others, for God, and for you. But we're going to start with others because I think it's pretty natural for me, so maybe for you to go, why has this happened? Oh, it's okay. God has a reason for this. I know he's going to do something in my life, and I'm going to find out why. But I think there are times we need to expand our perspective and look at who else in our lives, in our situations, in our circumstances, that something may be happening for them and not necessarily or specifically for you. Now, God is so cool that I very rarely have had anything in my life where I couldn't go, this affected them in this way, and also it affected me in this way. But if you are like me and you track your mind going, okay, what, what is this for in my life? Can we just let that go and go, who knows? Maybe this is for someone else. So it could be, and I've got a couple points under there. So if you like notes, if you're taking notes, oh, I should double check. Did anybody miss out on grabbing a pen? Does anybody need a pen? Okay, if you do, sneak up here and grab it. Actually, it'd be kind of funny. I teach yoga, and I always talk about, if you need a strap or if you need a yoga block, come get it. And people don't often like to raise their hand, but then I see them sneaking up when our eyes are closed. I'm like, I see you there. So feel free, come sneak it out. All right, so if you're taking notes, I'd like you to write down under the first point so we can love others. And while you're writing love, John 13, 3 13.34 says, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
First John 4.11 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought, also, we ought also to love one another. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. That was 1 Peter 4.8. The next reference is 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. By the way, anyone have kids in this room? Any of those kids have those toys that just make noise all day long? That's what I think of when I think of ding, ding, ding. I'd rather not be that. Okay. Carrying on in the verse. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love, I gain nothing. The second point. So we can encourage others so we can encourage others. My brain likes definitions. I want to make sure I'm always tracking well, so I pulled up the definition of encourage. So here's what Webster's has to say. To inspire with courage, spirit, or hope. To spur on or to give help. And right underneath of that definition is said, the encouragement definition for children. I'm like, oh, there you go, that's me. So I clicked on that one. And the children's version is... Do, 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 to cause to feel courage, spirit, or hope. To spur on, to give help to. Not much of a difference. So if a child can grasp and understand what it is to encourage one another, I think I can, and I think we can. So sometimes we are in the situations in life so we can encourage others. And I have a few verses to read for you under that particular point as well. First Thessalonians 4.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. The second verse, Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We live in a world filled with sin, but let's encourage one another. And the final verse under that point is Proverbs 12.25, an anxious heart weighs a man down but a kind word cheers him up. A kind word. I have many friends whose husbands get on their case for their, we'll call it a Starbucks habit, but it could be a Broadway habit or a Dutch Brothers habit or you fill in the blank. You'll notice I put a, a, a Starbucks cup over here. I love getting in line wherever I go and seeing someone, this is gonna sound funny, seeing someone who's kind of grumpy, like, oh, I'm going to change this. How are you? I love your hair. I will just come up with whatever it is that's truthful and honest to try to encourage them. And it is fun to like, have a great day as I walk out the door and to see someone who's like, I hate my life, I hate my job, I hate everything about the world, to kind of go, ah, oh, stand a little taller and smile. So maybe that could be why, you're, why you are in your situations, to encourage someone. Here's another one. So you can serve others. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. 1 Peter 4.10 Each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. I'm just going to pause right there. 
the various leaders and the different folks who have volunteered to be a part of the refresh ministry, I don't know if you know this, but we all eat. I love food. It makes me so happy. And we have one gal on our committee. Her name is Kimberly. Maybe you saw her popping around, um, probably focused on where she's going, because her focus was to feed us. Um, those of us that had to be here, yeah, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to get ready so we could invite all of you. Uh, hopefully some of you ate some snacks. She provided those as well. And I think about Kimberly and the fact that she uses her gift of hospitality and cooking and all of these things, and she loves it. And we were sitting around the dinner table. I'm like, will you come to my house and make this? She's like, just come over to my house. Let me know when you're coming. Okay. <laughs> I think she thinks I'm kidding, so... See you Monday, Kimberly. Okay, so one more verse before we move on to the next point, and that is from Matthew 20, 26b through 26. Whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The very last point under for others <laughs> is so that we can share Christ with others. I'm not sure if you were at church last Sunday, uh, but Jennifer Roth spoke, and one of the things that she said was that you and I might be the only reflection of Christ and of Christ's love uh, that others may ever see. And if I was not a, an introvert in disguise, I would have yelled, Amen, from the balcony. But I just went like this. A slight little nod if you're listening on the podcast because that's not my style. But it is so true. And I think about the different places that God has placed me. For example, again, because I'm visual, I'm pointing to a yoga mat right now. My yoga mat is a reflection of the class that I have an opportunity to teach. And you'll notice I didn't chat about it, but I jotted down a few reasons maybe why God uses me as a yoga instructor or how he specifically equipped me to be able to do this. And if you're listening online, it says, I love people, I'm outgoing, I'm responsible, I'm detail-oriented. You have to do a lot of memorizing and you have to think about the anatomy and when things like, like a yoga class are happening. And it's one of the ways that God shaped me to be me and I can do that. But there are people in my class that will never, ever step foot in church. But I get to be open and I get to be me and I get to talk about, oh yeah, I even told them, hey guys, I won't be with you Saturday. I'm gonna be at Salem Alliance Church's uh, Ladies Refresh Retreat. So come and see it. Like, it's interesting how they're like, okay, interesting. I might be the only reflection of Christ some of those people see. And if God wants me to share Christ with them, I want to be ready. You know, but it's the idea of a soft heart, too. Yes, Tina. People can't see it in the online, but I have a little fluffy thing here. She does. Tina is holding, just in case you didn't pick it up on the mic, Tina is holding a stuffed animal. A stuffed dog. A stuffed dog, and it's a reflection of the soft heart that we need to have. Thank you, Tina. Yeah. So I have a few uh, verses. I know, you're surprised. I have a few verses for you under sharing Christ with others. From 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So I'm not going to be teaching yoga and all right, everyone to downward facing dog. Do you know Jesus? That's probably not what I'm going to do. I'm going to be gentle and I'm going to be respectful. And I, when I see people laugh, it makes me laugh. Sorry, I just, 
I am not laughing. If you're on the podcast, it's everyone else. I am very appropriate. Okay, there's one more verse, Philemon 1.6, and it says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Now, you might know this verse, but listen up if you don't. Hear this. I pray that you will be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. My youth pastor shared that with me when I was, I don't know, 14, 15, and I remember thinking, wait, what now? It seems like sharing my faith should be for other people. But it is crazy how when you look at that verse, it's so that I will have a full understanding of what I have in Christ, who I am in Christ, and that's saving grace. So again, if you're listening online, Philemon 1.6. <laughs> Sorry, there's a highlighted sentence here that says a brilliant trans, uh, transitional statement here. I don't have it. So think of one in your mind, and we shall move on. The second point is for God. You might be in a situation in your life for others. You might be in a situation in your life for God. What do I mean by that? Point number one is so we can participate in accomplishing God's will. So we can participate in accomplishing God's will. Have you ever heard that illustration of a teeny tiny little kiddo? If you have any kids or if you have grandkids or if you're like me and you have friends who are adorable and tiny, once again, if you're listening online, I'm pointing to the adorable picture you're missing out on of Everett. Her little kiddos, Rachel's kiddos, are forever like, Heidi, I want to wash my own hands. And so, okay, so I have to pick them up and get them to the sink. And it's adorable because they're like, I did it all by myself. And I yeah, kids are so fun. And then I think about the fact that God allows us to participate in his will, but it's like he's picking me up and he's bringing me to the sink and he's turning the water on. Heidi, you forgot the soap. You know, he has to help me, but he allows me to participate in his will. And I think that's amazing. Okay, so I have verses for you. Can you believe it? Okay, Esther 4.14. Now remember earlier when I said your homework might be to go and keep going on your list. If I were to add like bonus and I was that child in school, oh, there's extra credit. Okay, I got my notes out, wrote them all down. Maybe spend some time in Esther and in Daniel. I'm not going to give you the backstory, but I'm going to read you these verses. They just amaze me, amaze me. So let me read them for you anyway. And if you're at home online, spend some time reading them. Hit pause. Okay, here we go. Esther 4.14. And who knows that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. I'll give you a touch of the backstory. Some of you are very familiar with Esther. Some of you are going, who is Esther? So I do too, I do too. So Esther was the girl who was brought into the, I must have the castle. Let's go with the palace, that sounds a little cooler. And she was chosen to be the new queen. And when Mordecai, her cousin, decided, actually not decided, but when the uh, king's assistant decided, I'm mad at Mordecai for not doing what I want and not bowing down and not lifting me up, I'm going after her people, the Jews. And when Mordecai came in to talk with Esther and say, you need to speak up. What if God put you in this royal position for such a time as this? I think it's fair to say God probably taught a lot to Esther in that period of her life, but he used her to affect so many more. 
kind of a cool story. So just if you look for a little homework, maybe something to do before you go to bed tonight. All right, Genesis 50, 19 through 20, another great story that you won't get a backstory for, but that's okay. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. Another incredible backstory about his brothers, which I'm really thankful these aren't my brothers. I have brothers that were somewhat mean to me growing up, but they're nice now. But they sold him into slavery, if you're not familiar with the story. And years and years and years go by. Fast forward. You're, getting, you're missing a lot of the story. He now is in a royal position, and they come before him, and they realize it's him and freak out. And he says, you meant to harm me, but God is using this to save many lives. So cool. So he was being used in that particular situation to accomplish God's will. One more verse. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, for which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Moving right along. The next blank, because some of you are like, there are blanks on my page. Are you better hurry up, girl? Okay, so that he will be glorified. Maybe you are in a situation today Maybe you can look at a situation a year ago, 10 years ago, and you can go, yeah, God received glory because of that situation in my life. I see some nods. All right, John 9, 1 through 2, and 6 through 7. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Shalom. So the man went away and washed, and he came home seeing. Wow. Isn't that amazing, Tina? Yeah. And yeah. I kept hearing the signs that it was time to move. Mm -hmm. And when I was trying to do that, the, the, the place across the street, it was like the signs kept pointing to it. Yeah. It's crazy, but that's what happened. Isn't it cool how God can be glorified in situations like that, Tina? I know. When it was time to go, you know, all the signs, there were so many signs that just kept saying, get out of there. Time to go. And you know what? God will do that over and over and over again. He will even tell me, someone who's very stubborn and very slow to listen, Heidi, it's time to go. So there are certain situations, Tina, so thank you for sharing that. Second verse is 1 Peter 2, 11 through 12. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. It is amazing to me that sometimes just the way we respond to our life circumstances, our situations, good or bad, will often reflect back onto the Lord. People will have an opportunity to go, huh, you handled that very interestingly. Wow, tell me more about why you did it that way. Or tell me more. People are watching you. Huh? Not right now, right now you're listening if you're on a podcast. I don't know why I look up as though that's a video. There is no video, you are not being videoed, but apparently in my mind I think I am. The last one, this is one that I think we very easily can jump to and say, yeah, this makes sense for us. 
Sometimes we are in situations for us. The first thing, so we can be drawn closer to God. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3a says, But now, this is what the Lord says, He who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. A verse like that makes me want to sing, but I might, I will not. You are welcome. The very next one is so we can learn to trust God. And if you're thinking, hmm, be drawn closer and learn to trust God are very closely related. I agree, but listen to this verse. It was another opportunity to give you a verse. I love giving you verses. Okay, Daniel 6.16 and 19 through 22. Ah, see, yep, yep. So the king gave the order. What order is that? The people who were in leadership with Daniel, oh, and this is the one I told you, more homework, you will love it, were a little upset that Daniel was doing so well. And then you read and you look into this set of scripture, it talks about how the fact that they looked for something in Daniel's life to accuse him of, to get him in trouble for, they could find nothing. And they said this, unless it had to do with his worship of his God. How cool is that? It is. You know where I'm going, Tina. I love it. It's amazing. But if you don't know it, go check it out. So here is what we find out. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. At the first sign of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? I really wish Daniel would have shouted, no, just to be funny. But here's what he really said. Oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Last point. You're thinking, yeah, she's almost done. All right, point number C. So we can better understand God's love for us. So we can trust God was the first one or the second one. So we can be drawn closer to God was the first one. And so we can better understand his love. I think about a braid and how they're all braided, those cords together. They kind of fit together. So I have a few verses for you. Shocker. Psalm 86, 5 through 7. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy in the day of trouble. I will call to you, and you will answer me. I'll give you one more from this section, Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Sometimes you and I are in situations in our lives so that we can better understand God's love for us. Sometimes these are good situations. Sometimes these are not good situations. But he can use them in your life, in the life of people around you, and he can use them for his own purposes. Kind of cool to think about. Now, I'm the type of person that very quickly will say, but what about? So I did it for you. I hope that's okay. 
So I wrote down a few concerns. Number one, Heidi, I'm an introvert. So this is easy for you. You didn't mind putting the microphone on and talking, and I see you talking to people. You don't seem shy. I'm going to say, mm, I don't think so. Because people who are truly extroverts tend to run introverts off. If you have been run off by me, you understand. <laughs> there are certain people that I will never connect with, but that an introverted, quieter person who maybe likes to sit off to the side and kind of observe, they will catch someone I never would have seen. And that might be the person God has you to connect with. So be you. We don't need two Heidi's running around Salem Alliance. And we don't need two of you. We need one of each. So be you. God has set up people for you, situations for you, life circumstances for you, your personality. Psalm 57.2, by the way, if you're taking notes, you don't have this verse on your sheet. So Psalm 57.2 says, I cry out to God most high, to whom God, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. It is not my job to fulfill my purpose. I will let God fulfill whatever he has for me. Kind of like what Jen was saying earlier, drop what we're carrying, be ready to take what he has for us. Okay, whatever you have, Lord, I'm ready to fulfill your plan, but you're going to have to do it, not me. The next one I wrote down is like, oh, I don't know, Heidi, is, well, I'm living in a place of hurt or healing, and I don't feel ready to impact other people. I get it. I do. Some of you, some of the circumstances that you are in are not pretty, and they are not fun. And you might be the person that a year from now, somebody says, hey, I watched you. I watched how you approach that situation. You must be so strong. And that might be your opportunity to say, you know what? Actually, I serve a very strong God, and he got me through that. How cool is that? So if that is you, I understand. But be patient. Rely on him. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah, you guys know that one. I've got two more. One, I'm not really living for God right now, so how could he use me or why would he even want to use me? I jotted that one down almost as an afterthought. If that popped into your mind, I just want to encourage you that if that's you, if you're thinking, ah, I'm not really living for God right now, so peace out. I just sat in here because there was a seat. I might encourage you, maybe God is poking on your heart. And he's not asking you, hey, clean up your act so I can use you. He's standing next to you going, hey, can I join you in this? He can take care of the broken pieces in your life. He is capable. So pray about it, think about it. Just a little bit of encouragement there. In fact, I have a verse for you. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And again, that's Hebrews 12, 1 through 13. The very last one I have is I am too busy. 
right? Are we busy? I think you could all be like, amen, sister friend, but you know, yes, it's true. It's true. And I'm busy too. And what I would encourage you, I'm not challenging you to go and start something new, start a new Bible study, go find 18 new neighbors to cook dinner for. That that sounds like a nightmare to me. Sorry. Okay. Pause. (laughs) I'm encouraging you to look at your life, look at your schedule, look at the people you wrote down in your life and start praying about who in that list God might want to use you for. That's what I'm encouraging you to do. If you're too busy, if that's what you fall back on, I get it. In fact, will you pull that card out? Will you flip it back to the first side? Will you just look at that list of names? I am not going to make you turn to each other. Okay, this is who I committed to tracking down. I'm not going to do that. This is between you and the Lord. If you have a friend here, I might challenge you, let them know, hey, I'm thinking about praying for this person. Or, hey, I'm thinking about uh, writing a note to my husband of encouragement, even though he's driving me crazy. I can say that I'm not married. Or I'm thinking about accepting um, that lunch invite from the gal who sits next to me in yoga, whatever it may be. So look at your list. If you see someone on there, put a little star. I'm going to give you 20 seconds, and then I'm going to pray for you and send you on your way. All right, ladies, I'm going to pray. God, thank you so much. Thank you for the fact that what we see sometimes in life as accidents are you working on purpose. God, would you open up our eyes to the different talents and gifts and personalities that you have given us on purpose for a reason? Will you draw us closer? Will you help us to live lives that share Christ through the actions and the way that we live? Would you help us to glorify you? Thank you for these ladies. Lord, I just ask that you would open their ears as they step into their next seminar. Amen.